So yeah, what's going on, everybody? So this podcast, we are going to wing the fuck out of it. I'm just going to tell you straight up at the top. <laughs> it's a weird week in comics. Uh, me and Clay kind of just like, did you read it? Did you read it? I don't know. Did you read it? And, uh, because it wasn't anything great. Like, we were supposed to get Detective this week, right? We thought we were. I don't know yeah. why. Now, I could possibly... No, because when... If if we were to do some quick research, I'm not entirely sure. We covered Batman last week, so usually there were a week off, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Um, and we didn't cover Detective last week. There was no Detective, so th- we thought it would, we would have got it this week. Yeah. And, um, well, it was just for the fact that, like, uh, when, for me, I was like, oh, wait, is when did Detective Comics come out, you know? Yeah. But, like the date doesn't match up because I think it was like March or April yeah. that, it, that it came out. So I don't know why they wanted to push it back, but we are going to be getting it on September 15th. So next week. Yeah. Uh, I saw several people from DC already get their comps for it. Oh yeah. So... I've seen a bunch of, I've seen a bunch of covers. I've also seen a bunch of covers for Batman 100. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I started to see those uh amount, you know, like the the amount of those like start mm-hmm. to climb. I get freaking emails from different stores all the time, you know, promoting yeah. their exclusive covers or whatever. The mm-hmm. funniest thing I saw though, I think, was Chip does uh Chip Zdarsky. Yeah, was like those idiots from DC sent a DC book to a Marvel writer. I'm gonna spoil the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Doesn't he have a run coming out soon or something? Um, he has a story in Detective. Oh yeah, twenty-seven. So yeah, okay, okay. So I guess he's not exclusive then. Uh, I don't think he's exclusive anymore. Oh okay. But I like from what I know, he's still writing Daredevil. Like he yeah. just put out a really big issue. Yeah, and there are rumors that he was possibly writing under a pseudo name, right? Yeah, there's there's a rumor going around that there may have been one or two digital books, yeah, or even print books that had come out Mm -hmm. recently that uh, that he was writing under a pseudonym. Yeah, that's interesting. I I kind of like when writers do that because then there's no clout and you can just see if people say your writing sucks or not. Um, I would love for Scott Snyder to do that. Like you you Uh, you really you really have to be kind of confident in your story to be like J.K. Rowling did it. Did she she really? dropped the she dropped like a detective story under of a pseudo name. Really? Uh, yeah, which was interesting. Yeah, she huh. did it after the whole Harry Potter. All books were out and everything. She just dropped a random book under a different name that's, on a different publisher or some shit too. That's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I like that idea of it because you're just like, <gasps> but then what do you do if that book pops off? Do you end up just changing your name to it and be like, all right, I actually did write that, or they're like, no, that's so and so, you dumb bitch. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um. But I don't know. I think it's an intriguing thing. But anyway, at the same time, you still get all the money. So that's true. But like, if let's just say that comes down to being your biggest work, wouldn't you want that to be under your real name? (laughs) Not this pseudo fucking name, you know? Oh, my gosh. I can't wait until I get this book signed. Yeah. Wait, J.K. Rowling, what the fuck are you doing here? 
for real that would be the thing because like oh, just imagine like if you were to like wait okay so james tinian right he creates punchline and watch punchline be the biggest new batman character of the last decade and fucking what if you wrote it under a pseudonym you're like you didn't fucking do this you fucking liar tinian <laughs> lying bitch like you know what i mean like that would be so shitty um but anyways ladies and gentlemen so yeah there wasn't a lot of stuff happening in the comic books but there is some comic book news that I think we can talk about for a good amount of time. Yeah. But first, I, I think we'll, we'll save that for the end. Okay. Because I think it's a bigger topic and we can talk about so much about it. Uh, we did not read Batman Outsiders. We've kind of lost interest in this book just because we know it's ending. Uh, this was the finale. I skimmed through it. The art looks amazing in it. There are some pages Batman looks, you know, like he's had an episode or he hasn't ate in a really long time. Um, but for the most part, there is some really amazing art in this. Cassandra Kane has a badass fight and it just looks like she kicks everybody's ass. There's uh, basically this freaking Super Saiyan battle happening between Raish and Black Lightning uh, that kind of goes down. And then, of course, it just ends with uh, Batman saying, uh, thanks for your help, but I really don't need a team anymore. Uh, peace out. And that's basically what happens in the issue from what i saw um yeah again which i will say completely contradicts what he is literally saying at the end of issue 98 of batman that we talked about last week yeah because he's like i need everyone the entire yeah. bat family you know and a lot of people don't really consider the outsiders a bat family yeah. but there are you know certain stories where when you know batman does call for backup these guys do show up yeah so i would personally call them like pseudo family like for sure they're they're, they're, they're the, the, the yeah they're the odd cousins that come you know very late into the family reunion and yeah. kind of mess shit up no yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like um you know this book's ending it's unfortunate because we're not gonna I mean, I think the Outsiders is always a cool thing, but I feel like Outsiders should be miniseries. You know, they yeah. should just be, you know, you know, either six to twelve issues max, and that should just be it. They should be these contained stories. This was what already seventeen, sixteen, something like that. Yeah, this 16. is this is sixteen. I believe it's either seventeen or eighteen issues gonna be gonna be ending it, yeah. which if they stick with the like six or seven uh well if you if you stick with the six issue trades then mm -hmm. this is three trades and you're good to go you know yeah yeah that's true um yeah they'll probably do it for 18 so he's probably just squeezing out two more issues for bs which mm -hmm. kind of sucks because i could see the next one where he he because at the end of this he tells them like i'll let you guys know when you're in gotham and um so he's probably gonna be like you guys were awesome and this and that but you know i don't really need you anymore y'all should stick together because y'all are family blah blah probably be one of those issues but then what do you do on the third on the last issue you know well, I, mean? I think i think next issue will be more about uh cut uh like basically finishing up your character development stories yeah whether that be uh duke finally you know getting with uh, Kay uh cassandra kane yeah. and katana and jefferson banging one out you know before yeah. the end of the series and like mm -hmm. doing all sorts of that stuff so being completely forgotten yeah 
And then yeah. the last issue basically saying, okay, fine, we're no longer a team, but if you guys ever need anything, we know that we're family. That yeah. that's that's probably how it'll come down to. Yeah, it'll probably be definitely something like that. Um, but you know, unfortunately, it again we said this multiple times as we went through that book. It doesn't feel like a lot happened in that whole book. Yeah. So it was a lot of it was drawn out. Um, and I don't know. I I think this would be one. I mean, we've had this discussion so many freaking times on this podcast. I think some of these, you know, extra books need to be contained to that 12 issue format and be like, this is the story. There's no chance that you're going on past 12. So your story is, you know, one through 12. That's yeah, it. But we've also we've also very much defended those who wanted a bigger story. Yeah. A la Tom King instead mm-hmm. of like, oh, it's not going to just be these random, you know, six issue arcs that are just like 24 stories in a 100 issue. Yeah. You know, run or anything. He, you know, Tom King legitimately had a story from beginning to end. And I think that's what Hill was trying to do here. Mm-hmm. He was trying to be like, okay, I'm going to have an overarching story with a lot of character development throughout the entire series. Yeah. And those would be the arcs. It just didn't hit very well, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, and the same thing too there though is like and I, and I think this is where if you are going to do something like Outsiders though, I feel like that's when DC should step in and be like, "No, there's a limit here." For something like Tom King, like he knew he was going to be on Batman for at least 50 issues, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's solid. Um but he was like, "I'm going to do 100," which is was still extremely bold. Yeah. Because nobody since Grant Morrison had did more than 100. Yeah. Um and so that that was just insane. And, um, you know, he was, you know, interestingly enough, had that hundred issue plan, which we're still waiting for the final 12, um, you know, whenever that comes out, which Clayman did drop that phantasm, uh, little teaser the Dude, other day. Again, his random teases of just one panels or just one pages. Yeah. So good. Yeah. They're amazing. Like, and I'm just waiting for it. And I always leave a comment. I'm like, so this isn't coming out anytime soon. Yeah. Right? I, I, saw, <laughs> I saw that comment on you yeah. on his, on his post. And I was just like, man, yeah. if only they could freaking answer the question, you know? Yeah. I mean, we've, we've heard different things about it maybe being indefinitely put on hold, but we've heard that before. And then Tom yeah. King was able to say, okay, no, it's actually, you know, something that we've been working on. We only have, you know, we have this much done. And it's just like, at this point, honestly, at this point in time, especially since we're finally getting like legitimate comic book news that we're going to be talking about later tonight. Yeah, I feel like you need something like that cat to Mm -hmm. keep people drawn in. Yeah, at this point, it's already going to be like, let's just get optimistic. Like best case scenario, it comes out in December. And that is literally less than a month or it would be a month to the time. Basically, it'll almost be a year because it was supposed to come out in January. Well, not not only that, but it'll already almost be an entire year since he's been off the Batman book. Yeah, yeah, um, which is insane to think. Um, but I mean, we did we did have that like three months of no comics though. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's no telling what would have happened, but you know what? I feel like, again, when that book comes out, we're going to be like, oh my God, like this was because even, even if you're not amazed with Tom King's writing, Clay Mann's drawings are going to be phenomenal because they're colored by Moray too. So you're just gonna be like, oh my God. See at this point though, 
I kind of want just the I want the hardcover already. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> dude. Like, I I don't I don't want one issue to another. I just want a full hardcover and we'll to read all of the it. entire thing. Yeah, the thing is like. See, it's it's getting me so mad because I already pre-ordered it. You show, you sent me the freaking Mister Miracle. Uh, Did you pre-order Deluxe. that one? I pre-ordered it. It was fun. I have the poster. I have the uh, number one poster. Like I need to I pre-order need to it. Have it there. Where it's where'd you pre-order bucks. it? It's Amazon. Okay, okay. It's fifty bucks. Um. So yeah, that's what I said right now. <laughs> I just like there's so many there's so many things that I've actually like legitimately looked into as far as like yeah. Kickstarter and like comics that are coming out within the like next like month or two yeah i'm just like oh i kind of want to spend money on that but i think if if i could probably pre-order it bef- like a week before it comes out i think i'll be mm-hmm. good i think yeah. i'll be good so yeah so um i the reason why ladies and gentlemen it, i i love scripts i love scripts because yes. i am a writer i i want to see how jeff johns writes his scripts i've read bendis scripts I've read every script I can get my hand on. And Tom King's, I, I will say, I've definitely adapted his styles so much because he has said, I want to work with the artist. Like, I want the artist to be able to create. And I 100% believe in that. So he just writes very simple Batman fights ninjas. And then you leave it up to the artist to decide what's going to happen there. Yeah. Um, because I will say, like, Bendis' scripts are very wordy in the descriptions at times. And I'm like, dude, and um, it's very interesting. So, like, I, if I could just—he doesn't leave very much like imagination for the artist. Yeah, not at all. And so, like, I would—I want to be able to sit down with the artist and be like, okay, what do you think about this? And there are specific when I'm writing my scripts because I'm doing a shitload of writing right now because it's so—it's not dead at our job, but it's boring. <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of writing. It, like, it's—it's it's gotten to the point in you totally warned me of this when you first mm-hmm. got me hired at that job. It's gotten to the point where even when it's quote unquote busy, you're yeah. still super bored. Yeah. Like I would, I would be interested to think how many books you've read while you've worked there. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I lost count, but you, exactly. you should, you should ask how many podcasts have I listened oh, to? Yeah. That's because insane. I've, I've gone like an entire week of working. So for our schedule, it'd be six days. Yeah. I've gone an entire six days with listening to eight hours of podcasts. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's all um, right. That's 48 hours of podcasting. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, our job's boring, guys. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of writing and I like to I like to adapt King's writing and, and I, I just enjoy it. So that's why I'm buying that hardcover. Because it's also the one thing with King's, like at least his deluxes, that not everybody gets this in DC. They're gorgeous. Like they are gorgeous. Like the cover, the, like there's a they sleeve that comes on the hardcover. Mm-hmm. And then if you take that off, the cover of the actual hardcover is also gorgeous. And For you're me, just like, even Damn. with like actual novels, I usually take that sleeve off. Yeah. I, I, I love what the actual book usually looks like. Mm-hmm. And especially now. I already know that I'm going to buy a hardcover for Strange Adventures because yeah. I know because they've been doing this with the actual individual comp, uh, mm-hmm. individual issues that they will put a back cover yeah. of something. Because just here recently, just on the last issue, they used the photo of Strange's wife like on the balcony. They mm-hmm. used that as the back cover and it looks gorgeous. Yeah. 
And so I, I just can't wait to see what they do with that. Yeah, see, the only thing that sucks is they, I think King and his artists know the audience because they're suckers like me. And I want to read it in one go. So I buy the first hardcover. And they're like, then we got this deluxe with the scripts and uncolored pages. And I'm like, God damn it. But and I you know, buy at that, that point, I, for me personally, I, I'm okay with owning multiple copies mm-hmm. because at that point, you know, for me personally, I don't let anyone borrow my stuff yeah. unless I legitimately know them. And if I do know you, I'm not going to give you my best copy. I'm going to yeah, give you for sure. the, the one that if it gets beaten up, it'll suck, but at least it's not the best copy. Yeah. So it'll be the original hardcover, but I still have that deluxe cover with everything else in it that I get to keep, you know? Yeah, so. for sure. And and the thing is, I'm not really worrying about it anymore because I think I think in 2021, I am going to make the jump to digital only buying comics. Yeah. Because I, I, I have like literally where I'm on this podcast desk, I have four freaking full containers of comics right here. I have a whole thing over there on my uh, comic book thing that is just the current comics that have come out that I've bagged and sleeved, and they're just sitting there. And it's just too much space. And I'd rather just buy hardcover books. And I think I'm just going to buy digital so I can have them like on an iPad, and then I'm just going to buy deluxe versions after that. Yep, that's exactly what I've done. Uh, yeah. I made that move this year, or like in the middle of last year. Yeah. And it has helped me so much. It's you know, unfortunate because, because, you know, I love supporting comic shops. Yeah. But it's it, it's so sad that Amazon just price gouges everything and they're just like or they take they buy so much of it that they can sell it so much cheaper because you go to the comic shop and you're paying like eight to ten bucks more sometimes. Yeah. And it's fucking nuts. Um, but, you know, like I if there was a way for me to support a comic shop, but also buy digitally, I would do that. But there's not. I mean, DC, I think DC, Marvel, everybody just wants to cut out comic shops and get the profits that way. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. I, I told I told my boss uh, when I was working at a comic shop uh, that the one thing that he could have possibly done is selling iTunes and Google Play uh, mm-hmm. currency or even Amazon currency for Comixology. Yeah. And the reason, you know, for that is you still have the community of a comic shop talking about books but you can purchase that you know digital currency to buy digital comics yeah and i know a lot of people have i've had this discussion on twitter and whatnot it's a little bit more of a hassle for comic shops to do that because there's like literally almost zero profit to that yeah and at that point it would just be easier for the customer to go directly to comicsology and purchase it from there you know yeah which yeah i think but i think in the future yeah no i think in the future comic shops are going to be more like collectible shops at that point where you go buying the toys and all that kind of oh yeah no i i just recently listened to a podcast that said you know uh we if (laughs) i don't know if any of you guys are old enough to remember these things but record stores oh yeah they're non-existent Mm -hmm. and soon comic shops will be non-existent it's just the way that the evolution of society and the stores will be gone not the medium because because people love vinyls now 
Oh, people yeah, yeah. love IMAX. True, true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. And I, I, I don't think DC or Marvel or any of the other publishers will ever stop printing books. Yeah. But I do think it's going to be harder for those third parties, that being the comic shops, mm-hmm. being able to keep up with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the same thing, too, is I don't think DC is going to want or DC and Marvel, all comic shops, period, comic uh, publishers are going to want to have the hassle of shipping out individual comics because mm-hmm. then they get damaged and you're going to be like, well, this is damaged. I want a fucking mint copy where you can usually go to a comic shop because they bun, they send them in those big boxes, right? Yeah. They, like, you know, a hundred copies in a box or whatever. And then you're like, okay, this one looks good. Bag it, board it. I have it, you know? Yep. So that might be the only thing that keeps them alive for a long time. But yeah, as somebody who's been collecting comics for, pff, I don't know how many years now, like going to an actual shop, uh, I'm just like, the clutter is just too much. I mean, I, I just remodeled this stream room. So like, I'm definitely not trying to add more clutter to it. So um, I will still get the specialty books though. Like I'll get all of Batcat. I'll get, um, I'll get the freaking, bl- uh, you know, black label stuff that looks like it's going to be interesting. Um, but I think I'm going to get away from the actual just like loose leaf, you know, kind of. Yeah, you know, and, and one thing that I do is uh, for personal reasons, I don't go to the comic shop that, you know, I used to work at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if there is a good enough cover that I'm just like, oh, shit, I need that book. I'll order, you know, from a comic shop online yeah. and I won't go directly from like Amazon or anything yeah. because I didn't know this. Amazon sells individual issues. Yeah. And yeah, there's people that legitimately buy their individual issues from Amazon. Yeah, uh, it's just not it's not as user friendly. I think when you're shopping, I, feel, for comics. I, I would get I would have so much anxiety. Like if yeah. I were to only have like one thing on my quote unquote pull list from Amazon. Yeah, and like there's damage that that mm-hmm. would just suck. Yeah, no, I wouldn't fuck around with Amazon to buy. Uh, they I buy my books from them because they're yeah. hardcover, so I'm not even yeah. worried about them. But uh, yeah, I couldn't do regular comics. But anyways, that's a random tangent. Uh, you read Nightwing. I did not, but I saw the ending of it. Yeah, so in Nightwing 74, this is the issue before the return of Nightwing. Kind of technically no, because uh, Dickie Boy gets mm-hmm. his memories back to become Dick Grayson here. And, you know, that's basically it. You know, there's a glorified fight between Jason, Tim Drake, and... uh and dicky boy at this point because he's not you know dick right now yeah but uh you know you said this i said this it's very convoluted you know these people who were doing the tie-ins for this whole joker war thing did not really come together and be like hey does this make sense because you know batgirl references what happened in her book Mm -hmm. you know she said oh i should have you know i should have threw that pole right through your head or something like that or through her through your heart instead of through your back and i'm like yeah but you paralyzed him that was the whole point why is he walking you know and even with her like how is she able to do what she is doing right now it's Mm -hmm. a little convoluted but the best thing out of this book is in fact that dick grayson is back yeah and he has his memories but the one thing that i wanted to talk about the at the very end of this the entire reason why this is possible is because his girlfriend, as Rick Grayson, mm-hmm. uh, Bay, she 
kind of just got thrown to the wayside, like immediately after he got his memories back as Dick yeah. Grayson. And she's like all emo and is like, oh, well, I hate Gotham for this reason and this reason. But now I hate Gotham because it will be the city that takes away Rick from me. Yeah. And like in my mind, I'm like, oh, God, I hope she doesn't become a villain. Because that would be <laughs> the most stupidest thing ever. Like, yeah. please don't make her a villain. Because they, they made it a point to give her the last two pages of this book. Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, yeah, I would say the, panels. Yeah, the last two panels. And yeah. I, like, at, at one point, if they can see for me, if they can, if anything is a good enough story, cool, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take it. But just the way she's perceived here at the very end, please don't make her a villain. Because I just feel like... Yeah. Because, one, it almost seems like... Like, it almost... Like, I don't know how to explain it. I almost thought that Dick Grayson would still, like, be in love with Bay and just be like, okay, yeah, we ha- now have yeah a fifth person that Dick Grayson has been in love with and the entire DCEU, and they're all going to have to fight for them eventually for, mm-hmm. you know, whatever future DC has for them. And it's just like, I, I understand, you know, Dick Grayson is a little bit of a man whore, but like... Yeah. And he's he needs to calm down. Yeah. Well, he does ask where Bay is at the end. Yeah. So it's not like he forgot her. Um, although yeah. I believe she is I believe she assumes he did. Yes. He she yeah. very much assumes it. Um and it's because of that I think she will have like some sort of grudge against this whole situation. Mm-hmm. And that's why like I immediately thought, oh man, this is gonna become a situation of her becoming a villain. And I honestly think that would be stupid because I want to get everything that was attached to stupid Rick Grayson out of here. Like all those people that are still in the hospital, I don't mm-hmm. even care about them anymore. Like, like <laughs> they, they should have died. They, all of them should have died. I'm pretty sure. Like yeah. the only person that did die was the original. Yeah. Did he die? I'm pretty sure he died. I think he was in the hospital bed getting surgery because he got his face burnt. Okay. I don't know if he okay. died. Okay. Um, but they should have. Like, at least two of them should have died. Because that, that sure. poor kid, dude, the youngest one that was yeah, the, he died the, like the twice. sister's brother or whatever. Yeah. The, the girl's brother. He yeah. freaking got stabbed, shots, like mm-hmm. his throat, like everything under the sun. He was like, and, like uh, I understand that we always give the, the excuse of like, oh, this is comic book stuff. They're going to survive. Yeah. This dude was just a random piece of crap off the street that was trying to be Nightwing. Nah, he's yeah. dead. Dead. Yeah. See, that's the one thing I wish, because we, we had that argument with Clown Hunter. Like, this kid's just badass out of nowhere. Like, come on. And granted, that can be, you know, there are prodigies and stuff. But, like, you can't do that to the Batmobile. Like, give me a little bit of realism here. Like, you See, know what I mean? And that, that kind of, like, you know, there's always that, that, that question of, like, ooh, if you could live in any, like, world, which world would you live in? And everybody's like, well, I wouldn't want to live in a world of superheroes and supervillains because, you know, there would be somebody destroying my city every day. Well, yeah. according to every other comic book writer, anybody can be a freaking superhero. So if I jump yeah. into the world of Superman, I'm a boss anyway. So let's fucking do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So it is what it is. Um, we, we thought it was hilarious because it looks like Nightwing is going to show up in Batman and not his own book. Yeah, which is total shit, you know, because, yeah. you know, we 
we had the conversation about how certain writers, depending on which book they are writing, whether it be like a Batman title or a Justice League title, if they want to do something in Justice League, it has to happen in the main title before it can happen in the Justice League title. Yeah. Because the Justice League title is, although a really huge title, it's only a supportive title to that character. Yeah. And with how long Nightwing has had a main title, he is like, I'm sorry. Like, I understand he is a Bat family member, mm-hmm. but he is his own hero. Yeah. Like, so for him to not be able to be Nightwing until Batman 99, like, I bet you anything, it's going to be just a random, like, boom, one page. Okay, he's Nightwing. Let's get to fighting. Yeah. Like they're not even going to make it like a big thing. They're just going to have him in the suit be like good to have you back. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And it's not even going to be worth it. Like at least in a Nightwing title it could mean something, yeah. you know? They can make what? a story out of it. Since Tinian's been liking to uh, basically take what Tom King did and do it really quickly, he's probably going to introduce Nightwing, he's just going to get shot again. Then he gets shot on the other side of the head. Oh, which also was a <laughs> thing here which I thought was stupid like uh-huh. i love dan jurgens but dan jurgens really dropped the ball on this issue mm-hmm. so tim drake he had to go defuse the bomb that was in the hospital and yeah. so when he came back dick grayson already had his memories and he's like well how do i know you're you're not you know you're you're actually you and at this point like the entire bat family is there freaking yeah. batman is there jason is there batgirl is there and uh nightwing says something it's like whatever and, he said right before he got shot. And it's right before, like, how the hell is Tim Drake going to know? Oh, yeah. that, that's how I know he's the real Tim Drake. Like, he's the real freaking Dick Grayson. No, yeah. you say something legitimate to Tim Drake, like, to make yeah. him feel like, okay, yes, you are the real Dick Grayson. Like, that was just, I read that and I was like, that is stupid. Like, yeah. that is legitimately stupid. Although I will say at the end, I liked that uh, Batman was checking up on him a lot. And they uh-huh. referenced an old panel from like his first issue where he was Rick. And it shows Batman like in the shadows. Yeah. And it actually does say like in an editor's note that it's from that issue. And I kind of want to see yeah, if somehow, some way. They snuck it in there. They snuck it in there. I don't think they did, and I kind of I would be happy if they didn't because I I it adds to the sneakiness of Batman. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That you wouldn't see him there, but then in reality he actually was there. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he disappears into the shadows all the time. So um, even if it is just like that particular panel, and then it because uh, what I think is I kind of remember him talking to a bodyguard or something like that. It's I think it's just a different angle. of that same panel you know what i mean yeah so i think that's what it is but i appreciate those kind of things where people go back and add to a story that already existed being like i was always there you know what i mean very Um, true true. i think that's kind of cool but anyways let's go ahead and move on to a book i want to be over with and i fucking hate already and i didn't read it but i saw it and i'm done with it (laughs) um so continuing on what i mean it's true um continuing on the path of snyder's i'm gonna touch everything that's ever happened in the dc universe and ruin it somehow 
he is doing Dark Knight's Death Metal Trinity Crisis um, because he wanted to do his own thing, but he didn't want to do a crisis. But now he's doing crisis in a one shot, which that should never be. Yeah, you know, I everybody that I have talked to thinks of Death Metal as a crisis event like and I think it's really shitty of Snyder to be like, oh, I want to change the status quo because it gives writers the mentality of like, oh, I can make an event and completely change the name to put my name on the board. Yeah. And you just can't do that with big staples of something that is literally DC Comics history. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This was look, I didn't read it, y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all. I tell Clay this every time. Clay has taken the bullet and read a majority of these recently. I have not read this since Metal 2. Like I only read the metal main titles. I have not read any of the extra ones. Unless he's like, dude, there's this stupid thing you have to check out. Then I'll read that page. And I'm like, that's stupid. And um, so I didn't read this one. Uh, like, just skimming through it, the first few pages have so much dialogue. There's, like, so much just, like, talking, blah 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 um, Something with the Trinity. We see a lot of starro eyes, blah 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 And then we get to the, I guess, the other world where I am so tired of this already. I am the biggest... No, I'm not going to say that. I'm pretty sure there's somebody bigger out there. But I'm a huge Batman fan. And I am so fucking tired of bat everything. I don't want to hear a battery. I don't want to hear a bat cycle. I don't want to hear the bat anything. Now, here's here's the thing that's really stupid. That Snyder, as a DC Comics writer, should already know. The bat mazo literally makes zero sense. Because a mazo takes the qualities of every fucking Justice League member. Yeah. So why the fuck would it be like, nah, I'm just going to be Batman. Yeah. That it doesn't even it's I I love how he does Bat Mazo, but the one under him, Mine Hunter. What why isn't that Bat Hunter or Mind Bat? You know, like Bat Mind. Like what oh, Mine Hunter. Fuck out of here. What? Like okay, so that is stupid. And then there's some other bullshit nobody cares about. Swamp Thing's doing some crap. Nobody cares. Blah blah blah. blah. They're going through time, it looks like, whatever, don't care. And then we get more Batman. We get uh, Chiraptor or whatever that is. It's like a big blob of fucking Batman. We get Ark, whoever the hell that is. We get the Pearl. Then we get Black Monday, which is Grundy. Um, oh, and God. then what is that? <laughs> Mira? Cole? Whoever that is. It looks like Mira to me. There's called Cole. And like, there's just all this fighting of Harley and doing all this stuff and uh superman Wait, did he fight- legitimately call somebody the pearl after his mother's necklace yes oh because yeah it, it shows his mother in this it's like oh it yeah it's like right here i'm his mother is uh oh, what wow. the pearl is the pearl is his mother so it's martha and so like yeah and then that's why there's like a, he's looking at it and he looks like he's gonna cry it looks like batman's gonna cry in that freaking panel Anyways, so there's some more. Yeah, there's some more action going on. Starro can't do anything. He's in a jar over here doing whatever. And then hey, hey, he is the greatest hero ever. (laughs) He's not even a full hero. He's part of a hero. He's not even a. He's part of a villain. 
I know. Anyways, so after all of this bullshit and dialogue and random fighting and blah, 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 we finally see, and I will say this looks pretty awesome, Barbados. And, or Babatos, whatever you want to say. And he's like tied up in chains. And this looks really awesome. And Batman, we have this very exaggerated Barbatos. Like very big, like he's like shocked. Like, oh yeah, you're being towered over this guy. And it then, this next panel is the most fucking (laughs) bullshit I have ever seen in my life. And Snyder... I oh man, I don't know what happened to you, bro, but I'm over this fucking series and I want it to end tomorrow. So Batman is looking at Barbatos and he says this. This is all your fault. You're the one who brought us that laughing thing from the darkness in the first place. And I texted Clay. I was like, I fucking hate Snyder. And the reason why is if you were to think that Batman would not know the name of the Batman who laughs in this, and he would call him that laughing thing from the darkness, you're an idiot. We have had the Batman who laughs shoved down our throats for the last two years. And you're going to tell me Batman just can't recall his name in this moment? Doesn't know what it's called? I was so pissed. Just And I previously like, well, this guy's overreacting for nothing. No, I'm not. Look, I've dealt with a lot of stupid shit in these books, but you're talking about the greatest detective in the world, and you're going to just tell me that he just forgot this character that has tormented him for the last two years? Bullshit. Bullshit. It's so <laughs> garbage, dude. I, I cannot believe. I'm also done with this whole metal gimmick. It just seems like freaking Wonder Woman gets new horns on that crown, like, every issue. She has so many damn horns on that damn crown. Like, I'm pretty I'm just... sure they were, they were like, shorter. Oh, hell yeah, they issues. were shorter. She's becoming a fucking reindeer. And it's just, like, <laughs> I don't know what is happening in this book. I'm over it. I don't give a shit about Metal's been a dead music genre anyways for the longest time, okay? I know, I know Tenacious D has a song called You Can't Kill the Metal. It's a good Wait, song. I, I, I want to see something. I want to see something. I don't know if they did it in this one. Because one really stupid thing that Snyder has been doing this entire time is on Writing? the... No, on the <laughs> credits page. On the credits page, they've been giving themselves like really stupid like metal nicknames. Oh, did you know that? Uh, No, it just says Snyder writer, Francis Manipal artist, um, blah, blah. I don't see anything like that. Oh no, okay. Um, so on this one, it's at the very it's the very last page and it's all their yeah. regular names. But yeah. if you look at the normal like metal issue like the the, the just the original series of death uh-huh. metal, like they give themselves like really stupid like metal nicknames. Is Snyder's the bringer of sadness? I, I don't because know. that's what he's doing. Um, honestly, like I I don't understand this book. Like, cause like you said, we didn't read this. Mm-hmm. But one of the big things that I told you, because we both saw the ending of this book, yeah, they're bringing in Superboy Prime. Now, this is a really big deal because literally in the page right before you see Superboy Prime like be revealed from with Wonder Woman, you see that he was a big part 
of the uh, Infinite Crisis by Jeff Johns. Yeah. So much so that he killed my favorite character, being Superboy. Mm-hmm. And that is a very big thing. Superboy Super Connor Boy, or uh, yeah, John? E, no, no, Connor. Connor. Because this was before John was even yeah. thought of. So Superboy Prime killed Superboy during Infinite Crisis. Mm-hmm. And it rocked the DC universe so much that Superman and Red Robin and I think three other heroes changed their suits in like basically in memoriam of yeah. Superboy. Like that's how much of a change that was for that character. And I told you that we have seen Superboy Prime here recently mm-hmm. in the Shazam comic. And I told you, I think Scott Snyder's biggest thing right now is to basically take whatever Johns was working with, not even like in a big way, but legitimately saying, oh, well, since you're not here at DC Comics really helping us do anything, I'm going to fuck with all your nice toys. And so he fucked with Doomsday Clock, and Mm -hmm. now he's fucking with Shazam, and he's fucking with Superboy Prime. Yeah. So I genuinely think that Snyder's just like, yeah, you're not doing th- you're not doing anything with this anyway. So let me just play with it. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, we got the word that uh, Three Jokers is going into their second printing with a brand new cover and stuff like that. Yeah. So that means they and rumors uh, we heard were that it had already pre-ordered over three hundred thousand copies. Uh, I know you said you might have heard that people might have been a little it might have been way more than that or more yeah, than that. So uh I'm not gonna say the name of who just yeah. because I, I don't think he wants everybody to know that he talks to people in the industry or whatever. Yeah. But he was talking to uh I will say Fabic. He was talking mm-hmm. to Fabic and Fabic said that the first initial numbers that came out via i can't remember what article it was yeah about the pre-orders of these of freaking three jokers was being generous yeah and so that three hundred thousand was being generous which i think is fucking insane yeah because you got to remember too for people that don't understand like tom king on batman was selling like a hundred and thirty thousand on those first hundred or first 50 issues and people were like oh my god but the you're only about over book that has reached 000? that high since has been Tom Taylor's number one issue of Deceased. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Which I think that went to like a third printing, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, something insane like that. So just like I would love to see the numbers of three Jokers versus Metal. Like, because you're over here, like you have Snyder destroying all this stuff Johns has done. Yet Johns is like, I'm gonna drop this one book, and it just fucking murders everything that Metal's been doing. So technical difficulties. I think I believe it's my microphone is just stupid, and we always have these issues because it's my fault. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we have no idea what the well, hell we we're. Talking I was about. I was talking about you know the whole number you know the whole numbers on. Uh, oh freaking, yeah, yeah. You know, with three Jokers and 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 Metal. And, you know, I just think that it's entirely just, like, crazy how, you know, 
overall, I think it's crazy that Scott could even think about like, unless he is actually being told, Hey, you need to undo everything that John's attempted to do, which I think would be kind of crazy at this point. I understand that I have very mixed feelings about John's right now. Personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I can separate him via like, like I said, three jokers was amazing. We both had, you know, very positive thoughts about that book, but as far as his like movie stuff, I don't know what's clear on that. And so like it's I'm struggling with it, but I can still read those books. Yeah. Now I just think that like you said, Scott is basically saying, "Hey, you know what? Fuck DC right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want and then I'm going to bounce so I can actually do what I want to do." Yeah. And it's not great. It's not a great yeah. image because people even even if people love metal mm-hmm. right now it's not a good thing because when we finally jump off of metal into yeah. whatever new status quo it's not going to sink it's not going to match up yeah no. because of him bullshitting on metal and people who enjoyed metal are going to be mad and mm-hmm. then people who didn't enjoy metal are still going to be like what the fuck is all this because Snyder freaking danced around the entire like death metal thing and didn't yeah. answer any questions and didn't proceed to push anything. Yeah. Well, which blows my mind too is those fans that actually like metal, what are you expecting after this? He didn't give us anything in the first metal. We true. didn't get the big thing from the first metal. True. So Very like true. what and that's what I go off of too. I'm like you guys like love this big like oh Scott Steiner, Scott Steiner. But what has he actually given us? Have we seen those four chaos god things again? Like, nope. what are they when Perpetua is doing all this shit? Well, no, 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 no. So, not only that, but there are like three people above her. Yeah, that those, those are not, the big gods, right? Well, no. So there was four like entities that yeah. were going to basically eat Earth. Yeah, they defeated that. They they were able to defeat those four. Mm-hmm. Then Perpetual became a thing, and we're like, "Oh shit!" But then we yeah. found out via, I believe, the Sixth Dimension story, mm-hmm. which was with the World Breaker. I think his name was. I can't remember. Or the World Forger. Sorry, World Forger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he told the story of those who created Perpetua. Yeah, we're never going to hear about them no. ever. My thing is, this is the thing too, right? And you know what? If Snyder has this plan, I'll tell you right now on this podcast, I'll give him a little, oh, good, good, good. If if you're so fucked right now, right? Like you're in this DC universe right now and it's so fucked. Why don't you just let the Green Lanterns open the source wall? Be like, look, dude, we're fucked. Just let it open. See what happens. But the source wall was open. Like it, it's opened. It's like, cracked was- though, isn't it? No, like, or did am I forgetting a part of the story? Oh wait, you know what? Was there wasn't there an annual in Justice League where they basically fixed it? Almost did they fix it? I thought it's just still cracked. Maybe it was never even fucking answered. Yeah, would would not no, no. surprise me. Well, wait, I thought the whole thing was that like she uh that hot girl was gonna sacrifice herself to like basically like renew the source wall. Wasn't that is the that whole what thing? she did? No, she was going to, but they didn't let her. So then 
the source wall didn't get fixed. Um, yeah, see, it, there's not a clear cut thing here, yeah, and no, I know it's it's not one was, of those things where I don't. But remember. again, but again, that was the whole thing. Like I will, I will still beat this. Like I will beat this dead horse because at the very last issue of Death Metal, or the mm-hmm. very last issue of Metal, it was told to us, the readers, the people who are interested in this universe, that basically the Justice League put their universe which is a fishbowl and dumped it into the ocean. Yeah. Visualize that real quickly. Mm-hmm. That is fucking insane. Yeah. And can open up a realm of completely new possibilities and they didn't do shit. No. And unfortunately we got the same regurgitated bullshit because if it is, if the dark multiverse is the ocean, and we just gotten all these damn bat like that's my biggest thing. But see, that's it's thing. not just that's Batman. Like, why you, isn't there bat t- Superman and shit? If you're telling me that the source wall is the entrance to the dark multiverse, then the entire fucking explanation of what the dark multiverse is was fucked up in the first place. Because yeah. it said that the dark multiverse is literally on the other side of our universe. Like as if if you were to flip it over. Yeah. It's below. That's yeah. how they explained it. The source wall is outside of our universe that no one has seen before. Yeah. Like, so even if it was that, they're still fucking it up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. At this point, I feel like the only person that could talk about the source wall is Jeff Johns. Give it to him. Let him. He'll come up with some grandiose idea that actually makes sense. Um, I was gonna. I was gonna say freaking Morrison, but he. Fuck! I I don't even. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't trust him to. But I mean, apparently, I don't think we shared this news at all. But apparently, Grant Morrison is basically done at DC as well. Yeah, after this Green Lantern story. Yep. Um. Uh. The rumors are for that where a lot of people think that I I don't know if you were the one that told me, but a lot of people think because all his editors are gone. Yeah. That I I I did send you that. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, through all the firings that just recently happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of his editors that basically were yes men that let him do whatever he wanted, they're no longer around, and so he's no longer able to do whatever the fuck he wants, which yeah. really makes sense because recently I think I can't remember which big like studio or whatever is going to be start making comics now. Yeah, and they're partnering with Boom Studios with Grant Morrison as like their headliner. Yeah, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's what a lot of companies are starting to do. They're getting these big name writers that have created universes before and they're running with them. Yeah. Because Netflix did that with uh, what's his face um, that did oh, kick with, uh, with Millar. Yeah. Yeah. But the only thing is the only thing that he has done as far as like really like with Netflix, Netflix mm-hmm. uh, has barely even finished filming like he's had that he's had that deal for like ever now Mm -hmm. and yeah you can say oh but you know netflix has technically made like comic books which is like they're stranger thing comic books now but like i mean tv shows have done comic books all the time so that's nothing new yeah it's the the adaptation of a comic book into a live action or animated series on the streaming services what is it? The Chronicle one or something like that? Are the astronauts or Argonauts or something like that? No, it's uh, it's freaking, it's a superhero one. 
yeah that he's gonna be doing they have weird ass costumes and stuff right yeah like, but it's yeah. like one of his biggest freaking ips yeah yeah so, i think you know what you're talking about and and i'm definitely gonna be watching that show when it comes out mm-hmm. but you know one of the biggest things was that he made like a mafia like wizard magic thing called the magic order yeah like, and that was like the first partnership via comic book and they're like oh yeah. by the way this is going to be a show on netflix i'm waiting for that and there has been zero news on that stuff yeah so yeah that i mean that that comes up to netflix but anyways um let's go ahead and move on to a book we haven't read in a very long time and that is uh harley joker or joker harley criminal insanity now this feels like we have not read this in six months dude it like we had that kind of bs freaking one shot that was like honestly more reading than it was just a comic book and you know i i know this is gonna sound very childish of me i don't i don't buy comics for the freaking novelization of shit i want to look at pretty pictures i'm sorry Mm -hmm. And so I didn't read that at all. So to yeah, finally I, read this, yeah, like, it felt good. I will say, as somebody who is trying to build their own worlds, I have had ideas like that. Although I would have done it more in a novelization form than an actual comic book issue. But I will say, from the ending of issue four and the start of issue five... We know that Joker has confronted Harley, and we know at the start of this issue, he actually read all her files. So the in-between book being Harley's files is interesting to progress this story. Yes, yes. But not necessarily the best to read, but it's cool, a cool element. And it does give context. It does give context, so you are absolutely right. But, you know, in this book, you know, they confront each other in the very beginning, and dude, I will cons- I will still, you know, to this day say this is a DC universe freaking uh, criminal minds book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it is very much a criminal minds book and it feels so intense. Like from the very beginning, Harley yeah. is like, OK, he's in my house. I have to keep him talking. You know, if he's here to kill me, I need to do this, this and this. Yeah. And. You know, he he does say, well, I could, you know, kill her right now, but Mm -hmm. who's going to, like, keep praising me for what I do, you know? Yeah. And, you know, what what eventually ends up happening, he ties her up and then he leaves and he ends up. Well, you don't actually see what he does. You just see the aftermath of her, like, basically beating herself up for letting all that happen, you know? He she got two in her head with the whole situation of like, oh, I can figure this guy out. Yeah. And they basically she gets an email. Basically stating that, oh, well, before before we read the email, we get mm-hmm. another flashback. Yeah. Of uh, the the kid that we have seen who we had expected. Oh, this it is Joker. the Joker, you know, as a kid. This yeah. solidifies it. Yeah, he, for sure. He, he kills the guy who was taking care of him because we did find out several issues ago that it wasn't even his real dad. Yeah. And dude, what he does with this fucking hanger 
Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So these are the only color pages in the book as well. Yes. So uh, very interesting because, and I think I appreciate that in this comic book because I would have to go back and look at the other ones because, I, again, I feel like it's been six months since we actually covered an issue on this. The flashbacks are the... always in color. Okay, yeah, that's interesting because a lot of people usually, comic books, the flashbacks are in black and black white. Black and white. Yeah, it so, does the exact yeah. opposite. Yeah. So I thought this was really cool. Uh, he does do something in this flashback, which you would think a Joker would do to make his iconic face. And he uses the blood on his hand to wipe across his mouth, creating the Joker smile. Yeah. Which I think is pretty awesome. And it's not like intentional to be like, oh, look, now I have a smile. He's probably yeah. wiping sweat or something, and it just makes it look like the smile. And it makes yeah. it that much creepier. Yeah. But what he ends up doing is he grabs the hanger, which I just noticed this literally just now. If you're looking at the hanger when he's wiping his mouth, yeah, they use the hanger as a panel. Oh, shit. Yeah, I see that. That's awesome. That is awesome. See, again, I don't know when going back to the whole writing thing. Was that written like that? Oh, hey, make a panel the hanger. Or is that just artistic freedom? Exactly. Yeah. You know, but so, he grabs this hanger and he twists it. And I don't know about you. When it comes to wire hangers. They've been used to spank me as a kid. They've been used to get into, you know, certain rooms to unlock doors. Mm -hmm. And you can do a whole lot with wire yeah. hangers. I use them to unclog sinks. Boom. So, same. Yeah. Now, what he does here yeah. is so fucked up. So he mangles it to make it look like a smile, almost like a boomerang to begin yeah. with. And then he stuffs it in this dude's mouth while he's bleeding out on the ground, already dead, to the point where like the the actual hook part of the hanger is actually poking out of his cheek. Yeah. Like he had to force it into his mouth. And he says, uh, you'll be buried with a smile. Yeah, it's like, intense. And then, cool. of course, he goes and he put he cleans the knife and puts it back in the place that he got it from. And he then we see like this window shot of like the Joker he's going to become. Yeah. And uh, he's laughing out on the balcony. And then we flash back to present day. Um, and we see that Harley is really just like upset. And she realizes she's reading over the notes of like this Mick J uh, Mick Kelly. Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mick Kelly, which was the guy that just we just talked about dying. She realized it's the same M.O. as her girlfriend, which was the Ivy, which yeah. here they call her Edith or Edie. Yeah. Um, and she's like, fuck, it's the Joker. I had him right in front of me because that's been her whole thing. She's been trying to find Edie's killer forever. Yeah. And now she knows it's the Joker. And that's when we get the email to which you were referring to. She mm -hmm. gets this anonymous email, which it's very interesting when you read the file time. It says this is your future, which is I don't know if she's e if he's emailing that to Harley, like I'm going to kill you eventually. I don't know if that's kind of a threat. Um, And then like it's just very interesting because he has like notes on that invitation or whatever. So anyways, well, well the invitation is the. I think it's like different emails. I think if you if you're looking at uh -huh. like your email box, yeah, this is your future is oh. some spam mail that's like, oh, this is your future, oh, and they're yeah, like trying yeah. to like you know just stupid spam mail. So yeah. she's probably like, ah, I'm not gonna read that. 
but you see the random video yeah. file. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we don't know who this guy is, right? They don't say. No, they do uh, not say who is in this tank. It's a water yeah. tank, and it has a timer. He has a small oxygen. thing of oxygen, but they can't tell where he is. And so yeah. she calls Gordon. Like basically, all the detectives are looking at this this video, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Okay, where where could this be? Can you zoom into the background? Can you see anything? Okay, no. Uh, maybe it's a public pool. Maybe it's this or that or whatever. Yeah. And they can't think of anything. And basically." you see these random workers at an aquarium. Yeah. And there's this veil on what you would assume is another tank. And it says, check back at 10 a.m. Yeah. And it was probably going to be this, like, it probably legitimately was something that the aquarium was going to reveal. Mm -hmm. But we see that the Joker has replaced it with this tank with a human body in it. Yeah. Now... This person, I like, I thought that he was going to be alive at this point. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's already dead way before yeah. the bomb goes off. For sure. Yeah. So the bomb goes off. I, I love the progression of the timer. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really, really cool to look at. And w- when the thing exploded, I felt like his body was going to fucking explode or something. But it yeah, was, it, you only see the torso. Well, yeah, you only see the window break, to be honest. Yeah, it like I don't know what the explosive was. That's the only thing. It might have just been one of those window crack. Like, oh, wait, no, no, if you if you explosive. if you look at it, the panel before there is an actual explosive like yeah. lower. OK, that's what it was. For some reason, I thought it was the mask or something mm-hmm. that just like blew his freaking face up. Yeah, or whatever. No, no, but no. no, it's a small explosive. Yeah, it just breaks a window. It doesn't even blow this guy's head off or anything. Yeah. Um, and it just lets the water out. And of course, like you said, he's already dead. Um, so yeah, the interesting thing here is is Joker because looking more into it, right? Because if you're if you're doing Criminal Minds and you're thinking like somebody's in water, if you have a fucking huge ass aquarium, why aren't you gonna be like, hey, send somebody to go check out the aquarium? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Harley got too much into her head again. Because she was like, he's too good. He wouldn't show anything behind that. Which he technically did because there's fucking fish behind this thing. Yeah. So it was very interesting. Granted, well, the veil had- was there. So yeah. the video was probably like, like you still only saw like just black because of the yeah. veil. So yeah, that yeah. was probably why. So, but at the same time, she, would, she wouldn't even think about it. You know, she's like, oh, it's yeah. probably a pool or something. So uh, I just thought it was interesting. Um and then there's just a bunch of panels after this where it's like, you know, Gordon's like, we need to cast this guy. We're going to lose our jobs, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. And we just see the Joker watching all of these screens at the end saying, I'll see you soon, Dr. Quinn. And that's all it says. So there's like she's on the monitor and he's looking at her. And then, of course, we just get some like cool cover art at the very end. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying the story. I, I like it. Uh, like I told you before, though, I feel like it's just been so long since we've gotten this. And I'm like, I wish it would just hurry up. And I want to say this also. The 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 writer of this story, Cami Garcia or mm-hmm. whatever her name is, her range is fucking phenomenal. So mm-hmm. this story here 
is this dark, like I said, Criminal Minds, Mindhunter-esque fucking story. Mm-hmm. Do you know what she is also writing? Harley Quinn. No, she's writing those freaking teen novels of like freaking Raven and Beast Boy and the Beast Boy novel. And like those. Oh, yeah. And those are preteen books. Like uh, we have the reviews in our yeah. in our folders. And I just like just because it wasn't really my cup of tea. I thought about just like looking through it mm-hmm. and I was like, this is a decent fucking story. And they've been selling really well. Yeah. nice. So. For her to be writing that and this, mm-hmm. I want to see her on a main continuity book. I yeah. want to see what she can do, honestly. Yeah. And now it might be her specialty with these types of stories, the novelization or the the graphic novel esque of like the Teen Titans books, or even this. Mm-hmm. If that's it, then keep her on this. Yeah. Because we are clearly seeing that DC, and I think majorityly. Jim Lee is seeing the specialty of these writers and saying, Hey, you thrive while doing this. Yeah. So we're going to give you more of this, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll talk about this a little bit more. I think, you know, now is a good enough time to start talking about the, uh, the comic book news, yeah. but we are clearly seeing what's at the end of the road of death metal. Oh yeah. And, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I at this point I'm 50 50 I mm-hmm. like I said before I'm I'm okay with where they're going I'm not okay with how they're getting there yeah and what we're talking about is there is this article today that came out it says DC Generations event returns reimagined with the homecoming of the original 1939 Batman yeah it's weird there is a story called uh generations shattered number one with a really crazy looking team yeah which is 1939 batman steel starfire uh looks like booster gold it looks like dr light Mm -hmm. the female dr light green lantern sinestro and Commandy, or yeah. Commandy, or however you want to pronounce it. Now, there has been apparently, uh, there has been some breadcrumbs to this story. Uh, said that uh, Snyder's story in the 750 issue of Wonder Woman had some small uh, freaking uh, breadcrumbs for that one. It says here, while this is the first standalone part of whatever generations has become Scott Snyder and Brian Hitch's story short story in wonder woman 750 was considered a prelude to the event in its original form. Mm-hmm. And then also next week, September 15th, detective comics, 1027 will include a short titled, uh, a will include a short titled generations fractured written, drawn by Dan Jurgens. So, and that is basically, we will see, where 1939 batman is yeah i sent this to you and the very first thing you said was oh does this mean batman's gonna start killing again yeah and i did not even consider that at all yeah but i can already see the angered tweets of 
I don't want a Batman that kills blah, 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 yeah. blah. Zack Snyder it, would love it. Uh, I want to do a 1939 <laughs> Batman movie right now. Um, which, hey, you know what? If you wanted to let fucking Snyder do a 1939 version of Batman, like I'm talking about with old cars and all that shit, I'd watch it. Fuck yeah. Like, like yeah, a, that would a, be great. A three, a three episode. <laughs> no, a four hour fucking no, yeah, movie. Yeah, uh, four, a four episode show on HBO Max, 1939 Batman. God damn. You know, you... Cause it's Snyder, he'd probably go the Nazi route. It would probably have some very colorful language. <laughs> it would be probably hardcore. And I, but watch. you would watch the shit out of it, though. I'd watch it. Yeah. Well, I mean, because a lot of people forget that you know there was back in the day the first. See, it's weird because I I hear this a lot. And a lot of people say Andy Warhol is the first person to make a Batman movie. But there was like a wartime Batman movie, which a lot of people don't. And it, it was like Nazi Batman. Like he was taught. He was like saying like Japs and stuff. And I was like, whoa, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. like, and that was like during wartime. So, I, but they, when the fuck, because Andy Warhol was what, 60s, if I'm I not mistaken, so. that's when like pop art was popping off and everything. And I want to say I'm, this movie was made in the 50s. I want to say that as well. Like the old school, like bat pajama freaking yeah. Batman. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I know exactly. It had the floppy about. ears that were like falling side to yeah. side. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I'd have to look into it because everybody always does that Warhol thing. But mm -hmm. I own that racist Batman DVD. So like I will <laughs> go get it eventually and check it out. Now, but... I will say I will say this. Uh, the the picture that they have for this like t new team. Yeah. Although it looks like a really weird group of individuals. Yeah. The art itself looks fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. I, I like that it's with this particular suit that, like, you could really see how big Batman is, like his mm -hmm. biceps and stuff. He looks really cool. Now, I um, will say he doesn't have any gun holsters. Yeah, that is true. But I'd have to go back and look, and I don't think he had gun holsters back in the day, though. Oh, shit. Okay. So okay. I will say I do have this... Um, I, I have to look at it. It's It's somewhere over there, but there's this amazing piece of art that... I don't know if it's on a book or maybe I've seen it somewhere where it does have Batman with a gun and he's next to like another detective and they're on a rooftop and he looks amazing with it though. Nice. Like it's cause it's that old school stuff, but his underwear is more like shorts, like mm -hmm. boy shorts opposed to like being actual like underwears like you see here. And it yeah. looks pretty cool. And so I was like, oh, I'd be down to see a movie like that. Um, which that is something that I want to see from DC is I want to see them do period pieces with characters opposed to seeing all of these like... Which is why I need freaking what's-his-name to do the Blackhawks movie. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's supposed to be his next movie because I think West Side Story already filmed. It did? Pretty sure. Oh, it was man. supposed to be Blackhawks next. Blackhawks will legitimately be, like, le legit, will probably be one of my favorite DC Comics movies. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really hoping it goes down. But I've always said I want to see somebody do Thrill Killer from oh, Batman because yeah. it's yeah. so stylized. I, I got Thrill Killer, I think, back in 2013 Yeah. Uh, for my birthday. And because it was so funny, 
because my next door neighbor was like, "Hey, so uh, I heard you like comics. Who's <laughs> who's who's your favorite hero?" And he had already bought Thrill Killer, and I was like, "Oh, my favorite <laughs> hero is Superman." And he's like, uh... "Oh, okay, cool." <laughs> Yeah. And like the like my birthday came up and he was like, hey, I'm sorry that it's not all Superman because he went mm-hmm. back to the comic shop and bought something else that was Superman. So he oh, at least okay. got me something Superman, but it wasn't like he was going to read the comic of the killer. So he went yeah. ahead and gave me that as well. And I was like, dude, this is fucking <laughs> awesome, because for me, I love yeah. the old school like greaser look of fucking Dick Grayson in that book. Yeah, I love it. I love the jacket mm-hmm. and everything. So. Like I, I would love to see Thrill Killer. Like honestly, yeah. It's also like you got this weird, like badass but sexy Barbara Gordon, which you yeah. never get. Yeah, and she's like a hard ass, which I think is very interesting. You get a female Joker, which was I, I'd have to go back and look, but I don't know if Thrill Killer was made before or after Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. So that would be very interesting. Um, and then yeah, you have a book where. Barbara Gordon and Robin exist before Batman, mm-hmm. which is also really intriguing. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Wayne is his parents were killed by their servants because of the Great Depression. They couldn't pay them or something like that. And the servants yeah. killed them. Yeah. And so Bruce is just a detective, which is it's so a weird concept, but awesome. Yeah. And um, anyways, but so- I, I bring this whole shattered, you know, this generation shattered up. Because of the Batman, 1939 Batman. But, like I said, this is going to be the entrance into the new status quo. And although we don't know what it is, there's a lot of speculation of what 5G was before like we th- before we thought it was dead in the water. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask, one of the rumors was that DC was going to break up these five generations and make them ongoing continuities. So mm-hmm. for everybody who like, cause people like Bendis love the golden age of comics. Yeah. So they were going to make an entire line of golden age stories. Mm-hmm. And then people love silver age, 90 stuff. They were going to make a line of that type of story. And then they were going to make like modern stories and whatnot. Do you think that is a good or bad idea. If you okay, so because I there was because there was the story of like, oh well, you know, Wonder Woman is now the new original hero. Because yeah. if you remember, there was this whole timeline, like actual timeline that Dan Dindy Dan Didio had like behind his office that people like legitimately stopped, yeah, yeah, yeah. paused on a video, and like zoomed in and like filled in all these things. Like Wonder Woman was now going to be the original hero that came in in World War Two, mm-hmm. and they were going to do all this stuff. She was going to she was going to be the founding member of the Justice Society. Then yeah. Superman was going to come in, and then Batman, and like all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. This was the original ideas of five G. So in that instance, like wartime Wonder Woman would be a story that they would put in the golden age type generations of stories. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you would still have a quote unquote modern continuity that is still going on. So in reality, Wonder Woman should be the first hero Mm -hmm. because she is a la Wolverine. We don't, she's a 
demigod. So, yeah. you know, she can age. And I think it just makes sense because you could have her be from post or, you know, po- I mean, pre-World War One if you wanted to. And she fights in all of them. And you could have some really good stories like that, which I'm very surprised we haven't got anything like that recently. Like, that's awesome. Like, I would love to read a World War II Wonder Woman story. And, like, even if she's just, like, tying it into, like, modern day where she's ran a, like, maybe she goes to, like, an old folks home and she's talking to somebody she's, like, you know, fought with. And, they're, you know, maybe it's her dying days. Like, just tell me a story about the time we fought, you know, the Nazis. The, the closest we've gotten to that, honestly, was New Frontier when she yeah. was, when she helped in the Vietnam War. Yeah. So, like, I would love to see more stuff like that. But to go back to your your idea, before we I talk about that, I love that they're going with the old Starfire costume, which a lot of people say is provocative, but I love that costume. I've always loved Yeah, and she has the design. big hair, too. Yeah. Like, that's cool. So I like that. But anyways, going back to the could it work. If you're going to be popping out as many books as you're popping out right now, no, I don't think it's going to work. If you're going to cut back on a lot of your books and you're going to be like, yeah, we're dropping this 12 issue just a society story, I think it could. But this is my thing. I think every once in a while, if you were to drop these Golden Age, Silver Age kind of books, I think that would be cool. I don't think you can support that line. Like if you were going to be popping out a Silver Age or Golden Age book every two weeks, and it's multiple stories and not just one, I don't think it survives. Because I think a lot of comic book people today that can afford it will buy like a little bit of here, a little bit of there, and be like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll read Green Lantern, I'll read Batman, I'll read this. But if you're only going to have people that just care about that Silver Age and only buy that Silver Age or just the Golden Age, they're like, I don't really like that writing. like Because that's the one thing that's happening right now, right? Everybody's trying to write for the modern age besides Bendis. And now mm-hmm. Tinny and Insider for some reason. Yeah. But everybody's writing for people that know what's going on today, right? Yeah. But if you're going to start writing like in the style of the Golden Age and Silver Age, I'm not really going to be buying those books. I'm not going to care about them, especially if you're going to have like the Bendises behind it. I'd be like, no, nah, I don't. I don't give a shit about Golden Age. But if you were going to te- if you were going to write a modern like telling of like the JSA from like back in their times, like minus the campiness. Like, let's just say Tom King is going to write a JSA story and it, it could even be in the 1940s or whatever, but he's going to write it as the way we write today. I'd read the fuck out of that. So like, I think you can keep those old school characters, but just modernize them for today. You know yeah. what I mean? And style I, mean of writing. I mean, the original idea doesn't make quite as much sense now especially yeah. since we've had the interview with Jim Lee that says that 20% of their comic book line is being cut for the exact same reason that you were kind of talking about. Like yeah. these, these readers aren't buying everything. Yeah. And the, basically the books that are selling less than 20,000 copies a month, that mm-hmm. was basically the fine line and everything underneath it is getting cut. And I know they're pushing more on digital. Like Jim Lee talked about working on a global scale Mm -hmm. on their releases for comics. So we're probably going to get a lot more digital. Yeah. And I just think that 
in a sense, I think it could work. Because like you were saying, you know, I think more so in the sense of what we've been seeing with Tom King's 12 issue series and Black Label, I think you can almost implement that kind of style with your quote unquote 5G stories of like a Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like continue what you're doing, Mm -hmm. but just be like, okay, now it's Wonder Woman's turn and she's going to have a 1940 story. Yeah. And you don't necessarily have to say it's black label. You can just say, hey, this is just a story that we're putting out there. And if writers want to put that into their comic continuity when writing a Wonder Woman story, then it's continuity. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be very interesting um, because, again, like I think I think digital is where it's going to go. And I, I applaud DC for kind of forcing it to go that way, to be honest, because I think they they're tired of the status quo and they want to embrace that digital age um we were talking about it earlier that um you know i said i don't think wonder woman's gonna go to vod uh because i think the warner brothers and everybody just cares about that too much uh tenant we saw did not do that well uh made like 20 million yeah and uh you know we've heard we've heard rumors of like it's it's apparently about to reach like with the overall like worldwide i think it's about to reach about a hundred million yeah but you know somebody who did a premium which was mm-hmm. disney apparently mulan made 33 million with this weekend yeah so it all depends on the movie but i was just having a conversation because again uh there was the rumors of like you said uh some you know it says here wonder woman 1984 uh braces for another release date change during pandemic post uh the tenant movie yeah and somebody said just release it on hbo max please or at least let me see it in a drive-in movie theater yeah and these were the friends that i was saying that did a live stream that were talking about more of the insider stuff because they keep a closer ear on that stuff yeah and they were saying on that live stream that wb is very much anti-digital age Mm anti-streaming wars which is something that at&t is very much like, hey, this is who we are. Yeah. And they said, uh, Kalar, who is the president of AT&T, I believe, mm-hmm. is only going to tolerate that to a point. That's what he said. Yeah. And I I think he's right. Like, I think WB is, like, they are a part of AT&T now, but they're still mm-hmm. their own, like, company. I guess, branch, company, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they can make whatever decision they want but if it's not getting results and if it's not making them money at&t will step in and say hey you are weighing us down we need to do something and yeah i think the december date might stick Mm -hmm. but if they if they try to move it for a third time i think at&t will say no not gonna happen yeah it'll be very interesting because you you will eventually i know a lot of productions haven't started up and we know the batman has been delayed because of covid but eventually you're just gonna push everything back and you're just gonna have too many movies sitting on the shelves and you're like dude we have so many release windows that we need to just start pumping these things out so i think eventually i have always said we will not see wonder woman until 2021 
That has always been my idea. Which I've is been hopeful. Fucking bananas, considering we were supposed to see it in 2019. Yeah, it's going to be a whole year from when it should have been released. Is when it's actually going to get released if it comes out. Yeah. Um. So I could see that. I could see AT and T stepping in, and um. But at the same time, like I think go, bringing it back to comic books. I think it's smart for DC to start forcing the hand of digital comics. I know a lot of, I mean, we're comic book fans. We don't want to, we don't like change. Obviously we want mm-hmm. the status quo. We just want good. We want good status quo. We don't want bad status quo. Correct. And Very so, much so, so a lot of the, the fans that are, I need my physical book. They're going to get brought kicking and screaming, but eventually i even the most hard-ass ones if you're like dude this new batman is so fucking good you gotta read it because i think those people will buy digital because here's the thing here's the thing i can tell you right now there's plenty of people out there that are still buying records like you said vinyls and they're still buying digital freaking music that mm-hmm. they're that they're listening to on their phones every fucking day. Yeah. So it's going to happen. You know, yeah. we see it now. If you go to Amazon right now and look for the Gotham Central freaking omnibus. Yeah. They're selling it for bukus of money because it's a very small amount of print. Yeah. There's going to be a market for those people who want the physical copies because the only reason why you want a physical copy is mm-hmm. to get it signed, to get it slapped and sell it. Yeah. Like for those people that are hardcore, like I need a physical copy. That's mm-hmm. your ultimate goal. I know because I used to be one of you people. Yeah. No, not anymore. It's not worth it. Trust me. I just like the way they look on a shelf. They they do, but you can always get that in trade, which is what DC is already trying to do. Yeah. They're going to push think- for digital and then they're going to push for physical when it comes to the actual trade. Yeah. Yeah. What I would like to see is I would like to get away from the single issues and DC is just like, it's all digital, but check out this amazing hardcover we're coming out with in three months time or whatever. Yeah, if you if you tell me, because because one thing that I feel like is harder to get than than the rest for me, I loved the Green Arrow Rebirth story. Mm-hmm. I can I can tell you right now, there is only a hardcover for volume one. Yeah. There is not a hardcover for anything else because nobody has really bought it. Mm-hmm. But they can make an exception for making more hardcovers if they're spending less money on the physical printing of single issues. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because I mean, we had that discussion. and we I think we talked about it on the last podcast. We were trying to determine how much it costs to pay the writer, the artist, the publishing, and how much money they make off of 300,000 sales, you know, of a comic book. And so, like, we were trying to break that down. And if they could eliminate the publishing single issues per week, like, and they're only paying the artist and all that stuff at the time, Buku's money. And you don't change the price. Like, maybe you drop it down a dollar. Maybe. I I think we will see that type of change. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, we won't see the numbers because DC is going to be smarter about that. Yeah. But I think we see a big change in production starting in 2021 because, like they said, they're already cutting 20% of their yeah. comic line. I could and say it go 50% by the end of by the end of 2021. 
by the end of 2021. Yeah, I think they try to move fast. I. Fifty percent. You're still you're still keeping the main titles though. Like yeah, that's you're, big you're, you're still you're still keeping main titles. That and and I feel like that might be a little bold, but I could yeah. totally see it. Mm-hmm. But even with the twenty percent that was getting cut off at the knees, you know, you can yeah. say that would probably be a total of ten books or less. Ten yeah. titles selling less than twenty thousand. The most probably selling about 17,000. The least selling about, I think, the least I've ever seen sell in DC Comics is like Mm 6,000. So let's say the average is 11,000. That's 11 to 10,000. So 10 books selling 10,000 apiece. That's 100,000 units of books. Now off the board because you never have to print them again. Yeah. That is a shit ton of money you just saved. For like, sure. Th- that money has to go somewhere to help production of better products. Yeah. And I think it will be more of those nice little trades that you can be like, hey, you know what? Now I'm going to push into the market of Target. I'm yeah. going to go to Walmart. I'm going to go to, you know, because before the comic book shop got popular, I don't know about you, but. I remember finding freaking comics like at random corner stores. Mm-hmm. You don't see that anymore. You're yeah. going to start seeing more of the like, I guess, uh, common retail stores have graphic novels. That's what I feel yeah. like. Yeah, well, I've always said, like, this was before, I mean, AT&T seems like they have a plan, but I've always said, why don't you have, and now that they're doing, like, t- you know, kids books and like teenage books why aren't you pushing this stuff at like book fairs like i would have a dc freaking yeah because i mean for me i remember getting all the all the freaking scholastic like freaking dc erasers or pencils and like all that other stuff but you never saw anything as far as books now Mm -hmm. i do believe because uh, a good friend of mine is a teacher uh, he, I, and he does his own podcast. I do believe that the the young teen novels, not the not the graphic novels, but the teen yeah. novels. Uh, I think there was one for Batman, there was one for Superman, there was one for Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Those are in the Scholastic newsletters oh, for okay. for book fairs. That's cool. But I do think that these kids' graphic novels and the teen graphic novels need to be pushed for those types of things. Yeah, put them in the high school book fairs. They are characters that we for sure see sell. Yeah. And putting them in the hands of future, you know, people of, you know, our society that's going to eventually have jobs to buy their own comics. You need to get them early so that way they grow up with these characters. So that way they buy the shit ton of comics that come out on a weekly basis, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's gonna be very interesting. Um, but as for generations, I, I don't know. I hope it's just this one shot that they're talking about. Who's writing this? So it says here that uh, this story is mm-hmm. written by Dan Jurgens, Robert Venditti, and Andy Schmidt, with the art by Ivan Reyes, Brian Hitch, Kevin Nolan, Aaron Lopresti, Fernando Par uh, Passarin, Paul. Uh, Pietcher and unnamed others. Mm. It is scheduled for January 5th, 
2021. Now it says here, um, a threat of cosmic proportion to DC's newest and oldest universe compels one of the most unusual groups of heroes ever assembled to take on the most mysterious foe they have ever encountered. Uh, reads DC's description for the one shot join the original Batman commandy Starfowl, Sinestro, Booster Gold, Dr. Light, Steel, and Sinestro. It says Sinestro twice. Hmm. All right. So, uh, I'm trying, like, and somebody brought this up. I wonder if you're seeing two Sinestros, one of the yellow core and one of the green core. Mm, but it might have been be a weird. typo. Uh, yeah. In the quest to save the universe before time runs out. Uh, the mention of the original Batman and the throwback Dark Knight featured on the cover uh, point to the usage of Bill Finger and Bob Kane's Batman as originally designed in the debut of 1939's Detective 27. That costume has been tweaked numerous times over the years, as has the continuity of the characters. So by using the word original, DC seems to be inferring the modern Batman is not continuity wise the same as the original from 1939. Yeah. That's so that was something that you had to say about it, which would completely throw off Tom King's annual of uh, the days of Batman. Mm -hmm. But it says here, this story pits Batman against a, uh, would-be gang of museum oh th- this is the the one shot yeah. uh it says here for the detective 27 uh the story pits batman against the would-be gang of museum vandals led by calendar man uh as the dark knight tries to stop him from torch uh torching priceless artifacts a mysterious flash of light appears to break reality and batman finds that everything is different in gotham as he trans as he is transported in 1939 yeah. So, this is some weird timey wimey. Like I, I, I don't even know. Like, are they now considering time travel to be like dimension jumping as well? Uh, I mean, it's a rubbish form of time travel, as the doctor would say. Um, <laughs> so, which I still uh, hate. Uh, I mean, if anybody doesn't know. One of my goals is to write for Batman, but at the same time, it's also to write an episode of Doctor Who. I would love to write a comic where it's Batman and the fucking Doctor. I think that'd be a phenomenal. Hey, um, freaking uh, Stepan Sajic made a fanfic that Batman was a Time Lord. So, just oh, saying. nice. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really funny. He's like he's all wounded and like stabbed by the Joker, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden he re- like regenerates. And the Joker literally is like, "Hey, hold hold on a second, hold on a second. You you meaning to tell me?" That not only are you just this badass vigilante, you're also a time lord. And like Batman's like, well, how do you think I can fit all this stuff in my belt? Nice. Yeah. Bigger on the inside. <laughs> uh, but does he regenerate into a newer Batman? Yeah, his entire costume like switches. Oh, okay, nice. That's cool. That's I'll cool. have to find it and send it to you. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yes, we don't know what to expect from this. Honestly, I will say the art on it looks cool. Um but yeah, I mean, it's if you were to tell me that the modern Batman isn't the real Batman and there's this different stuff and but there's not time travel or weird world colliding events happening, then you're just making continuity way worse. I feel like yeah, that 
that annual of Tom King is it, before it even came out and before I even liked Tom King or knew who he was, I always thought comics were the way continuity worked is it's always like it's constantly in flux and you just everything that you've done or everything that's ever happened in comics it just gets shortened down to like oh yeah that all happened in a month or that all happened in a couple weeks or days or whatever tom king straight up made like a year worth of batman happen in an annual and it was like fucking 400 stories or whatever the hell it was like it was insane and and i think that was great because it was like monday fights this guy Tuesday was this story and like it was just really cool and I was like that's how I see comic books I feel like Superman saves the day every single day you know one thing that we did talk about in the annual is it it showed some of the events of the original Batman with the purple gloves it showed Frank Miller's Batman Mm -hmm. it showed new 52 Batman like it showed really big events in the Batman lore yeah all showing up to what you know, he is doing in modern time. And you had always said that the, the, the great way of thinking of comics as of today, as far as like the history of a character is you have to think that everything has happened depending on the time of Batman, Mm -hmm. because that's the character we're talking about has happened in like a five year period, like the three to five year period. Yeah. And although that can get kind of weird, it can still work yeah yeah because you got to remember like something like the long halloween could happen over a year's time but in between that year he's fucking fighting doomsday he's fucking doing this he's doing that while he still has this investigation going on if you want to keep long halloween that sacred you know over a long period of time um but eventually to just fit into continuity, you have to break down some of those walls and you have to not be so like strict on it. Like, Oh, that's not possible because of whatever. Um, Like, you know, it's just like writers. It's like what Snyder's trying to do. He's trying to retcon everything in his run, but a lot of comic book fans are going to be like, fuck that. Like doomsday clock was amazing. I'm going to remember doomsday clock, how it was not because you came over here and made bat Hatton. Um, You know, nobody's gonna give a shit about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, before we wrap up, we did get, uh, information on a new miniseries of black and white, Yes, which is going to be pretty cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. I think, I think, uh, the black and whites actually have some of the best stories. Uh, one of the best stories I remember from a black and white was it was a two face story. Didn't really have Batman in it, but it was something like. It was kind of fucked up, too, because Two-Face ended up, I, if I remember correctly, was like falling in love, ends up killing a woman, but she had a twin sister. So he gets with the twin sister or something like that. It was like some weird fucked up Two-Face story. And I was like, oh, my God. This was now, amazing. I will say um, I did see that uh, DC is doing another fandom sale on Comixology. Oh. And when I looked up DC... And I looked up the free comics. I think mm-hmm. there's three or four stories of the original black and white that are free. So if anybody wants to read those, they are completely free. You just put them in your cart and then press uh, complete transaction. It's just going to say, you know, thank you thank for you. your transaction, whatever. But it's completely free. You can download them. Uh, but right here is saying. Yeah, uh, I just got 250 
Black Panther comics because they were free. Yeah, I got 260 something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever, uh, whatever free ones were, I got them. But in here, there's a lot, a lot of different uh, creators that are going to be on this uh, black and white series. It's going to be 48 page issues. Uh, yeah. Each uh, There's going to be six issues in total. And the series is going to be launching on December 8th. So in the very beginning of De- uh, of December, and it will last us all the way through quite possibly the uh, Shattered number one, Generation Shattered number one. So Nice. Yeah, so that'll be pretty cool. Um, I'll have to check out Comicsology now just to see that. And then um, if you care about fandom, which is this next Saturday? It, no, Saturday, no, it's right. this Saturday. It's Saturday. Yeah. This Saturday. So this will be posted. You try to post it like what? Friday Fridays. or Saturday. Yeah. Um. So when you listen to this, it'll either be tomorrow or today when, whenever yeah. you post this. But yeah, it's it's all on demand. So nothing is going to be live. Uh, I've I've created my own little schedule, but I can watch it whenever I want. Uh, but I do know that the Joker War panel is going to have uh, Ridley on there talking about his future plans for Batman. Uh, oh, nice. So I think that's something that we should be listening to. Yeah. Um, there is also, I believe, a three Jokers panel. There is, uh, for me, I wanted to watch the Superman panel, but I learned that Bendis is going to be on it, so I'm not going to watch it anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff in there. So go check it out. Uh, I know that they're doing TV and HBO Max stuff, but I, like I said, I do believe it is on all demand unless they like just drop something like randomly and be like, boom, you know, this is going to yeah. be live. We're going to be talking about this. Who knows? But as yeah, far as um, I know, it's all on demand. Yeah. Well, I was hoping there was going to be some Batcat announcement, but it looks like Tom King is just doing a Watchmen panel with Damon Lindelof which will be very interesting to see if they're going to make a season two, which is a lot of, because David Lindelof said he's done and HBO is like, well, we're not continuing if he's not on there. Um, But he did say like, I think I found my first, like my opener for season two, whenever that whole black lives matter. Yeah. uh, Yellow paint uh, uh, mural was, was like right in front of the white house. Yeah, this would be such a perfect time to fucking do a season two. I'm yeah. all, I'm hoping he got inspired by all of this, and he's like, "All right, I'm coming back," um, because that would be, be pretty fantastic. Cool. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, so I I I don't expect to see any backcast stuff because I don't think there's going to be audience questions or anything since this is all pre-recorded. It'll probably all stick to just his Watchmen series. So if you do want to hear more about Tom King, he will be talking about that Watchmen series, which I think is going to be very interesting because it does say expanding the universe of Watchmen. So I don't know if this is going to just be talking about Watchmen because it's a new book in that universe or if they're planning on doing more in that universe. Um, so that's something definitely check out too. But of course, we will be paying attention to this on Saturday. I believe we're both off, um, mm-hmm. barring any crazy work stuff. And uh, we will be covering it next week. And it, we'll be covering the really important stuff. There's going to be a lot of stuff. Um, but we'll be covering the important stuff on next week's podcast. But uh, that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Clay, what do you got coming out this weekend? This week, I have. Uh, I'm finally doing a Saturday show that I've missed for like the past three weeks. Uh, I'm doing a Shonen Jump Saturday show. 
Um, there is going to be an announcement. I have been teasing it, but uh, I finally got to talk to somebody uh, about a future Power Rangers show that I'm going to be doing. Nice. Now, uh, it hasn't been greenlit yet, but I'm pretty sure it's going to. So that's going to be nice. fun. Uh, I believe it will start sometime in October or November. Um, more information to come. But uh, I will also be dropping next week the third volume review of Black Clover, which has been a really fun manga to read. So nice. Just be on the lookout for that. Nice, nice. Uh, so, yeah, of course, you can always check me out on my Juice Reacts channel. I am slowly trying to convert the Bat from the Box channel to a new channel, but that's still going to be some ways. Um, I actually got merch out. If you guys want to go check that out, go check out my Instagram. I have all my links there, but it's a Teespring store. Got some new merch on there. Um, and uh, yeah, of course, you can always just uh, check out my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash juice from the box. Unfortunately, I don't stream as much anymore, which kind of blows um, just because it's been, you know, we're back to work. It's busy. Uh, and of course, TikTok. Go follow my TikTok. Uh, <laughs> juice from the box. But that's going to be it for us, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you watching or listening, I should say. But as always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly! Batman!